Welcome to Hello Uglies, RuPaul's Drag Race Celebrity Drag Race Edition. My name is Joe Batant, and I am joined, as always, by Run Spooky co-host from the podcast, from the bloody podcast. Please say hello, uglies, to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. Fuck you, Aiden. And that should just sort of kind of be a thing, and we never really explain anything about no. it. Or, or I'm going to make it a thing. Yeah. Well, Lori, <clears throat> we're going to jump right into it, but today we're talking about uh, RuPaul's Drag Race has done like a little weird spin-off, four-week spin-off show running every you Friday. magical, yeah. not weird. Sorry, yeah. you pronounced magical wrong. <laughs> uh, call, where it's a celebrity edition, celebrity and very, very... Uh, ironic head uh, air quotes uh so let's jump right into it this week three celebrities are paired with a drag race alumni uh, to you know compete for the title of america's next celebrity drag race superstar uh in a quick drag mini challenge uh riverdale's jordan connor is the winner while for then in the snatch game jordan uh let me see who who is in the snatch game here uh chrissy Ty- chrissy tygen kevin kevina hart and lucille ball uh, all ca- showed up randomly, Lori, for the Snatch Game. Um, yeah. The category on the runway was Supermodel of the World in their own little RuPaul homages. And the winner of $30,000 for his charity, the Cystic Fibrosis of Canada, Riverdale, uh, Jim- Jeremy O'Connor, also known as Baby Kins LaRue, is the winner. Lori, give me two things about the episode and one thing you did not. So the two things I liked the episode was one was all of it, and number two was everything. Yeah. There we go. Those are the two things. And what's the one thing you didn't like? I didn't like that it was just one episode. I would well, have liked to have seen a whole series. There is. It's going to be one this week and next week. And but with, week. With, the, with the guys that I would like to see a whole transformation. So you like, were particularly, you know, on this series, everyone should know, we have uh, Jordan Connor from Riverdale. Jermaine Fowler, who is a comic, and we have uh, Nico Tortorella, who uh, they are, they're, they're from a show called what, Lori? Oh, I think it's called Just Tattoo of Us, or that might be the British version, but it's a, it's based off a British tattoo show where they mm-hmm. give, where two people will come on the show and then give each other uh, tattoos, design tattoos that a tattoo artist will give, and then they reveal them, and it's usually... A terrible tattoo that the other person has given out of revenge. So let me tell you this: it's pretty great. <clears throat> well, they, you know what? You had mentioned that Snooki was a co-host, and they and uh, Nico mentioned that they had co. They, well, mentioned Nico mentioned they had they were going to do Snooki on the uh, uh, Snatch Game. Didn't matter. His Lucille Ball was amazing. So uh, their Lucille Ball was amazing. Sorry, their Lucille Ball was amazing. Uh, we're going to talk about that because I, I have a feeling you don't agree with. Oh no! Do, well, yeah, that's a tricky thing. Do you agree with the outcome of the show? Because we all know that Jordan Connor, who won thirty thousand dollars for the cystic fibrosis, and explain to the audience, Lori, why the cystic fibrosis uh, charity is close to your heart. My my twin brother has cystic fibrosis. He was diagnosed when he was about three months old mm-hmm. uh, and they basically told my parents that he would die within a year. And then after the year ran up, they said, Oh, he'll die when he's five. 
And then when he was five, they said, oh, he'll die when he's a teenager. And as and we was- learned in a, I think I've deleted this episode. It's so it's, oh, if you have it, you have it. Uh, your mom said she wished it were you. She said that one time when I was angry, when she was angry with me. Yeah, she said that. Well, no, she didn't say she wished I was. She said that she wished I'd kill myself. Oh, I thought she wished you were the one that had cystic fibrosis and not your brother. Mm, maybe I did say that, but she has intimated that. But she, no, yeah. The one thing she did say one time was when she was angry with me, she said, I wish I killed myself. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, um, but. <laughs> I mean, I was laughing. I mean, it's an awful thing. It's a- it's in the delivery, the way yeah. she said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said it like uh um, you know, like Yakov Smirnoff. In but, Russia, I wish you kill yourself. But in some of the stories you tell about your mom, it feels like your mom has intentionally set out to give you mental problems. Like, like it, she's like she went, she read a book like how to mistreat children, and she's like, I'm gonna go through this recipe book and and just do everything to Lori that's in this book. Yeah, it, it was it was weird that our ch- childhood, her parenting books were all recipes. That was yeah. a little weird. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's weird that just your mom a dash of of uh, anger. Yeah, <laughs> it's read that your mom read "Mommy Dearest" as an instructional manual. Yeah, she read the she read, yeah she read the how to for "Mommy Dearest." Yeah, she's like, oh look at this great how to book someone gave me. <laughs> she, I did get beaten with a lot of wire hangers. So a lot of people got like Doctor Spock and those kind of baby manuals, and uh, your mom read uh, "Mommy Dearest." Yeah, she read Mommy Dear. She read uh, Mr. M- what is the movie with uh, where the mom is a serial killer? Serial, oh, serial mom, mom or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She watched Serial Mom and she thought that's that's what I want to be. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think it's a, a I think it's a you know, as I get older, I, I kind of see my parents differently. And I think it's a combination of, you know, not being raised in a violent household and my mom as well and not having the coping skills to deal with anger in mm-hmm. a certain way. And then yeah. also you know, dealing with a son who has a terminable illness that you're constantly being told will probably die mm-hmm. within the following year or won't, won't, will not have a, a long life expectancy. And that can add a lot of stress. And so, you know, that compounded with everyday stress, I have a feeling that, you know, my mom is already not the best stress handler. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, <clears throat> my brother, um, he's doing good right now. He's, mm-hmm. he's a uh, hold up in Chicago He's doing well, but yeah, but um, I mean, I've been told since I was little that I'm probably going to outlive my brother, and by like decades. So, eh, look, I'm looking at you right. It might be a few weeks. I mean, it's a competition. Yeah. I'm going for the gold. You know, I want to be. I want to be the one to die first. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, let's talk about the show first. The first thing we meet is we meet uh, every week, so everyone should oh. know. Yeah, go ahead. Well, sorry, jo- can I tell you a joke I had that I, I told one time that my aunt said I could never tell to anybody else? Yes, but before we do, I mean, it would what would it be if we didn't introduce a joke properly? So here we go, everywhere. Right before Lori tells a joke, it's. Okay, go ahead. Do your joke. All right. So I try and look at things positively. I've mm-hmm. been trying to, I feel like that's my problem. I've been, mm-hmm. I'm usually negative and I'm trying to be more positive. Uh, for example, I um, broke my bed recently mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, Lori. The old me would have been like, oh my God, Lori, you're so fat. You're going to eventually need a crane to knock out a wall in your house mm-hmm. to carry you out. Now the new positive me is like, oh my God, Lori, you are this close to riding a crane. <laughs> What? You know that's that's very actually old school. Uh, I'm not. I'm not finished. Oh, you know. Oh. 
Um, and, uh, another thing that I'm usually negative about is, is my brother, I have a twin brother. Okay. And he's so much more successful than me. And he's, you know, he's got a great job. He's a lawyer. He's got a great girlfriend. They're probably going to get married within the next year. And it's just like the negative me would have been like, I'm such a loser. But the positive me is like, no, he has cystic fibrosis. He's going to die sooner than me. So, you know, win-win. So there we go. That's the... That's the joke. When are you going to workshop these? I could not find my... I have... Some of I can't find them. My laugh tracks. I was, I was trying to play them. Remember when we used to go outside of Martini Blues and record people laughing? What? Because <laughs> we used to do that. Remember we would do like bits... And we would, uh-huh. we would, because nobody would laugh because we would go up late. So yeah. it'd be like two comics. Nobody laughs. So we'd go outside the bar and be like, could you, re- in, in my tape recorder, mm-hmm. and be like, could you laugh into this, into this tape recorder? And we'd get people to just laugh. So we'd tell a joke and then we'd press play and then it'd be like, ha ha. Uh, maybe that happened. I don't remember. Uh, okay, but let's get to this show. Okay, let's get to this show. Lori. <clears throat> This show, which you love and I hate, right? Yeah. It opens up with us meeting three of the most popular drag queens in the history of the show. All right? And the, the, the basic premise for everyone listening is that three so-called celebrities, uh, and, it, and it's not going to always be cis males, okay? Uh, or non-binary males. It's all, it, it, there are going to be some women coming up. <clears throat> and... Uh, but three celebrities come on the show and try drag for the first time, in theory, okay? And compete to win that episode some money for their charity, okay? This week, the most famous ones uh, from the show are Bob the Drag Queen, winner of season eight. Monet Exchange, the winner of All Stars 4, or one of the winners. And uh, Trixie Mattel, the winner of All Stars 3, okay? The celebrities... Are Nico Tortorella, who is known uh, from the show Younger, and they are an act author and activist, and they prefer the they them pronoun. So if you hear us saying that's why, uh, because Nico Tortorella um, sees himself as gender fluid. Oh, sorry, yeah. sees themselves as gender fluid. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Jordan Connor, uh, an actor from Riverdale. He's former high school football star, and he came in and said, we ain't in Riverdale anymore, baby. Uh, super tall, by the way. And then finally, we have Jermaine Fowler, who you said you know, Laurie, or what's your story here? I know. I've met him, like, maybe three times maybe if he if you if we met i'd have to reintroduce myself like okay. he would not remember me okay. he was very nice though but he's a very funny comedian writer so. comic and actor known for his role in the television show superior donuts so these are the celebrities okay now they go into the workroom and uh rupaul comes and introduces bob and monet and trixie and then they get then the, the queens have to do a quick drag mini challenge which means they have to get into quick drag and they don't know anything about getting in drag. And they actually extend this out where they have to put on the makeup and then do this race for the dresses. And it's a whole thing, right? And, yeah. uh, and then they have to lip sync to the song Jealous of My Boogie. Uh, and the winner was Jordan Connor. His prize, he got to assign the mentor. So he assigned himself Trixie Mattel. He assigned Nico uh, Monet Exchange. And it left Bob the Drag Queen for Jermaine Fowler. Let's stop right there, Lloyd. Give me your thoughts on everything up until this point. 
Um, <clears throat> I would say the only thing that was a weird to me was that, yeah, I think the mini challenge went a little too long. So I think yeah. it was like two maxi challenges even. But well, would, um, you, would you agree that the show shouldn't be 90 minutes? That the show should be an hour? It was 90 minutes? Yeah, it was 90 Oh, I didn't even, It went by so fast. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Laurie? <laughs> you're being I funny. Really I think you're trolling it. me. I really liked it. No, I mean, look, I liked it. If that was the length, then yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with that. I liked it, but um, I uh, yeah, I just the you know the the maxi the mini challenge I thought was pretty funny. I um, I do love that Nico Tortorella kept talking about how they had done drag before, mm-hmm. and that drag had saved their life essentially, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. But at the same time, like barely was ahead of everybody else. <laughs> like barely was ahead in like makeup and everything. And it was just like, Ooh, bleh. okay. So. This is where I want, I'm going to stop right here because at this point, uh, we've all seen enough of the, of the celebrities to make our opinions known. Jermaine Fowler seemed nice enough. Seemed fine to me. I don't know what your thought was, but he seemed, passable like in terms of personality niceness he was game for anything uh sometimes you have these straight guys who come on they're like oh what the fuck am i doing right and he was game to do it and try and work and you know and uh there was that fairly funny line was he the one where uh uh somebody said i have 37 dollars on a metro card or something uh i don't know who said that was a line from, i don't remember that was a line a tina turner from i think what's love got to do with it line that's what at least the tale of the latte boy told me so, uh, there's that whole thing, right? <clears throat> yeah. Jordan Connor seems fine. He seems a little awkward. He reminds, he reminds me of what, like, a young, super tall Ray Romano would look like. Yeah. You know, but he has also that same sort of, Ray, like, I'm surprised he didn't talk like this. Hi, everybody. I'm Jordan. In my head, because he's so Ray Romano to me, he does talk like this. Hey, hey what's up? I'm Ray Romano. You know, like, uh, yeah. but, uh, no. Okay. He's the classic actor that's like very shy. I feel like when you meet mm-hmm. them in person, but when they're on, like when they're on stage or when they're doing, they're very outspoken. You know, mm-hmm. it's sort of like almost like the stage is how they kind of, you know, take charge and stuff. Yeah. So, but let's talk about, and this is the person that we're, we'll probably land up talking about the most. Let's talk about Nico Tortorella. I will, I will also, just in addition yeah. to Jim Reed Fowler, I did think it was very sweet, and I, I did get teary-eyed when he put on the makeup and realized that he did look a lot like his mom well, when he put yet. on his makeup. So, I thought it was very sweet. All right. That's what I'm, I'm just going to say. All right. But yeah. Nico so, Tortorella was... I feel like he... No. They, uh, uh. You know what? I'm gonna get a buzzer ready. Take, I'm gonna get a buzzer. It's gonna ready. take a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then I don't. I could. I'll just get a buzzer because look, I, I recognize it's gonna take a lot of practice. I'm probably gonna even fuck up, right? I'm probably gonna fuck up, but I will get the buzzer ready, okay? And uh, whenever you mess up, I will buzz you. Okay. So I think they were like. I said they. I know. It's one of I was gonna, whatever you said, I was going to say. Do that. Oh, I think they were like, <clears throat> oh, please, please, please. I think they probably auditioned to be on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And then the producers were like, well, we don't we don't feel like you're great for Drag Race, but we'll put you on this other thing. So, 
I have more opinions about Nico Tortorella, but right now I will say at this point, I was already, I was already like, ugh. Uh, like, the thought of being in the same room with Nico Tortorella. Yeah. I wasn't even in the same room with this person. And I was already like, I would want to jump out a window. Like, just so fucking extra. I can't believe I'm saying this. Very, would- like, um, what's it called? Like, a, a luxury. Like, I feel like every conversation is a lecture with him. If that makes sense. I will say this. I would rather be stuck on a cross-country train with a bunch of high school musical theater nerds than be in a room with Nico Tortorella for one hour. Well, I mean, they were, um, oh, his tattoo show is how far is tattoo mm. far? God damn it. Their tattoo show is how far is tattoo far? So it's a spinoff. But yeah, he's, a, they're also married to a woman mm-hmm. or a person <clears throat> with a woman sounding name. No, it is a, it's, but, a, it's a cis woman. But yeah, I, look, I, I feel like I grew up with with Nico Tortorella. Not like I grew up with a person. I feel like I grew up with somebody like that, both female and male, where it's like every conversation you have um, is, uh, you know, like, again, like a lecture. Like they have to inform you on on what is actually happening. Oh, I didn't get that sense. Is a certain energy, you see it a lot in Los Angeles. I think those kinds of people are drawn to Los Angeles. But Nico has this energy that I've seen a lot with, like, very uh, L.A. actor types, you know, where they're super, super on, super, super extra, and everything is just, like, they're just super hyped on it. Like, I knew this guy who was a stuntman. He's still a stuntman, right? And by the way, a very prominent stuntman, okay? And he's super nice, by the way, this guy. Super nice. But whenever you talk to him, whatever the newest thing is that he's into, he doesn't shut the fuck up about it. Like, I remember yeah. one time, there was one time where he kept bugging me to go to a, a, a Star Wars-themed burlesque show. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go to this, right? And then uh, now, now, it's been for a while, and now he's super into ayahuasca. And so fucking uh. all he can talk about, all he talks about is ayahuasca. Now he leads ayahuasca journeys, and I don't know what they call them, trips, or I don't know. It's a whole thing. And uh, I just can't get into it. I can't. I, can't. I just simply cannot. And, yeah. and Nico Tortorella seems Nico Tortorella <clears throat> seems like that kind of person. Like now yeah. that they're now that they've discovered that they're um, you know gender fluid, they, it's just now like they've adopted the culture. It's kind of like when someone just becomes Jewish or Christian, and then they become hyper. They're they're more Jewish than the the most Jewish person that ever lived. You know, yeah, or the most, like a born again Christian almost. Yeah, they are like a born again Christian to the most Christian person ever. You know, yeah, and that's what it sort of feels like. Now he's, I'm sorry, oh, I got to do it on myself. Oh, right here. <clears throat> now they're like, it, I, I have so much to say about this person. You know what? That's what we're gonna do. Let's talk about each celebrity's journey throughout the okay. whole show. Okay, and that'll be our, our that'll be our recap for today. Who do you want to start with? Let's start with Jermaine Fowler. Okay. okay. So Jermaine Fowler comes in, comedian. <clears throat> Maybe that's how we should do this recap from now on. We talk about each celebrity's journey. Okay. Okay. 
comes in, seems sort of not apprehensive, apprehensive, but like, what did I sign up for? But I feel by yeah, the doesn't end, really know what's going on. Doesn't really know what's going on. But by the end, is has bought into it. Even tears up at the end, saying this was a great experience and whatnot for him. And when he actually gets in his real makeup, so not the quick drag makeup, when he gets into his real makeup, uh, it it it's touching to him how much he looks like his mother who passed away about a year ago. Yeah, who who was a lesbian? Who was a lesbian? Yeah, and and how much he looks like her, and even his uh, it's which did he say that's my ex girlfriend? No, that's his girlfriend. Oh, that's his girlfriend. Uh, he she comments and she's moved to tears by how much he looks like his mom. Uh, he doesn't win. He wasn't really prepared for the lip sync. We'll talk about what did you? We'll talk about the snatch game. But let's let's talk everything. Your feelings on Jermaine Fowler, Lori. (laughs) I feel like he struggled the most because I feel like he, when he came in, he was really worried about like being entertaining. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what he thought. He, he was worried that he wasn't going to be entertaining enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also with the snap, with the snatch game, I think he focused so much on the snatch game. He even said, he's like, I was so worried about the snatch game. I didn't even really practice the lip sync. Mm-hmm. And even Bob, the drag king was like, yeah, you got to practice the lip sync. Yeah. And going, so going into it, I think we all knew that, um, you know, he was going to have the hardest time. I feel like mm-hmm. to me, the two, the two ones that are most prominent were going to be, unless, like he did a Hail Mary with his Kavina Heart, which I did think his Kavina Heart was good, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like it was like the end all be all of comedy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that he he was gonna be in the bottom and I think it was between Nico and Jordan. Mm-hmm. So um but yeah, I I thought it was very touching. Uh his um you know, revelation about his mom, how he looks a lot like his mom. I thought that was very sweet. Mm-hmm. And I also thought it was like, he just, I, I just liked how game he was for everything. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't really like say, Oh, I, I don't feel comfortable in this. He just was worried that he wasn't going to be good at it. You know? And I, I feel like that's, that's an okay worry to have rather than just saying, I don't want to do this or I don't want to look dumb or, you know, he just wanted to be good at it. So yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was very sweet. <sighs> I, I guess my question for you is, do we hold these uh, contestants up to the standard of your standard drag race contestant? No, absolutely not. <clears throat> Why would you? They're not drag queens. They're not. I mean, maybe Nico, because Nico wouldn't shut up about how they've done drag. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could say, OK, Nico should be able to. I mean, Nico was barely walking in heels and, you know, made it seem like, oh, I've done the full drag. And it's like, well, then you should know how to walk in heels. We're going to go um, to Nico in a second. But, um, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> but no, I don't. I think that's why I liked it is because I think the judgment factor was kind of taken off the table. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't have to necessarily feel like they, they had to be 100%. They just had to try. And I feel like all of them tried their hardest. Hey, everyone. This is Joe Batanz. And you probably, you, there's a chance you heard a weird break. In fact, I'm going to say the chances are 100%. That you just heard a weird beep, and you're like, "What? Why is there a beep?" Here's the deal: this uh, recap went off the rails, <laughs> and then we ran out of time, and we couldn't finish it. And so now we're finishing it. And I, I'll be honest with you: to get this show out in time, I'm uh, just gonna just 
Frankenstein, these two parts together. So if I'm not mistaken, yeah. where we left off, we already covered J- Jermaine Fowler. Did we cover Jordan Connor? No, we were <clears throat> we were finishing up Jermaine Fowler, Fowler, and we were getting, I think, either to Nico Tortellini. No, I was saving him for last. So let's get to Jermaine oh, okay. Fowler. Let's get to Jermaine. Let's, so everyone should know it's late right now on the at night. We're gonna fi- we're gonna wrap up Jermaine Fowler. We'll talk about. I'm sorry. We're gonna wrap up Jordan Connor. We're going to talk about Nico Tortorella, and then we're just gonna get out of here. Uh, okay. And then we'll we'll do better next week. But um, okay. So uh, let's talk about. Uh, uh, Jordan Connor, he lands up being the winner of the entire episode. I don't know how you feel about that, Lori. Um, I feel like he was sort of made to be the winner from the get go. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those things where he was to me the biggest transformation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if he didn't, um, if, as long as he didn't screw up, which mm-hmm. I will be saying, if I will be clear that I felt like he did a great job, mm-hmm. but as long as I felt like he didn't really fuck up, I felt like he was going to win from the get go. Cause I yeah. feel like it's, there's no better thing than saying like, Oh, this jock who plays a jock on a show mm-hmm. who has, you know, who's straight, a cis straight male. He's the one who wins celebrity drag. You know, I okay. thought that that was, but I really, I really liked him. I thought it was very sweet. I thought it was very, um, you know, I thought I liked him in the, the talks that he had with Trixie Mattel. I thought those were very sweet. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was just very open about everything and genuine. And I, I really enjoyed, I didn't necessarily get his Chrissy Teigen, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the whole, that whole thing was, was held to a lower standard than the regular. Look, if we, if this was a regular snatch game, that would have been an awful, awful, awful. Uh, They all would have been awful. They were all awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I feel like I actually laughed and I enjoyed it because I felt like they were, you know, you, you put these people and they don't know necessarily what it's about, except mm-hmm. for Nico, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily know what it's about. And uh, they are, you know, kind of put in this and they're trying their best. And he seems like a very shy person in general. And then he just sort of busted out of this like. Chrissy Teigen is like this whore who just all she thinks about is dick. Mm-hmm. And I thought she did. I thought he did a very good job. First of all, I just want to go across the board, but let's just take care of snatch game right now. This Chrissy Teigen was horrible. Okay. I didn't like it. This is where I said, I don't know why I'm judging this on just things. Okay. He, I felt like he did what they were talking about Jackie Cox, which he, he did a thing and he kept hitting it and he didn't really go to, he didn't heighten, to an unusual place. I mean, he did, he did do things that I thought were, were good in that he brought the book out or he did whatever, but it kept repeating around and around to the same thing. Um, so, so yeah, I, I would say he, to me, I think he was the best of the, of the three, but I don't think he was, it wasn't amazing. You know what I mean? But I don't think it needed to be. Then you had this Jermaine Fowler with Kavina Hart. That was awful. Right. And then uh, you had Nico Tortorella's Lucy Awful. Okay. My one, my one critique with Kavina Hart was I felt like there wasn't really a game there. It was literally just him going, okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah. And it really, to me, to be honest with you, and I know this is going to date me, but it was more, in my opinion, an impression of Joe Pesci in Lethal Weapon than it was Kevin Hart. Did you ever watch Lethal Weapon? Did you ever see Joe Pesci in Lethal I mean, when Weapon? I was a kid. I don't think I've seen he, it he, that was like his whole thing. He'd be like, okay, 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 okay. 
you're gonna get screwed. You're gonna you get screwed at the drive-thru. You mm-hmm. get screwed at the drive-thru. Like that was his whole thing. And I felt like that was like an uh I didn't really feel like that was Kevin Hart. Also, like his impression was okay. So let's say his impression was okay. He there wasn't a game with him. It was just sort of like I'm a girl version of Kevin Hart. Yeah. This is I, who I I'm doing an apology tour. And I will say my one big critique was that when he got up and walked away, he should have walked on his knees. He literally got up, walked, and then walked back. And it was like obvious that he was taller. And the whole point of Kevin, the joke is that Kevin is, Kavina Hart is super short. So he should have walked on his knees. So that was my big critique for that. It reminds me of, remember our friend Melissa, who she got in a fight with me because she did this years ago. She said that she wanted to show me her new Rachel Ray impression. And all she did was go like, okay, here, I go, okay, show it to me. And she goes, awesome. Or it was something like that. I don't know what Rachel Ray says, right? And I go, okay, what, um, what else? And she goes, no, that's the whole impression. And I was like, and she, and she would like submit that to SNL or something. And I go, what? that's not an impression. All you're just going is going, awesome or cool. Or something. I don't know what Rachel Ray said at the time. right? And, I, and she got so mad at me. She didn't talk to me for like weeks. I said, really? Oh yeah, weeks. Oh yeah. She still. Brings I wonder- up, She brings it up to this day still. Well, is that why she she got she started crying when I said awesome in front of her? <laughs> yes, it is. <clears throat> um, but so anyway, so yeah, so that that was where, and then Nico as Lucille Ball, I applaud him going for it, but I do. Here's what I find funny. Okay. Nico is non-binary and is, you know, constantly saying that that they are doing this in order to sort of show the that gender is non-conforming and that you can be like, you know, whatever gender you want and he's really embracing his feminine side or their feminine side, yet everybody says don't do Lucille Ball, don't do Lucille Ball, nobody's done Lucille Ball, it's a really hard thing to do and Nico being real masculine, <laughs> like with a real masculine energy, goes, Yeah, but if I get it right, I can fucking win. <laughs> so I just think that to me is really funny. We'll cover this when we get to Nico, but there's a lot of problematic stuff with Nico's all of his behavior. Uh, okay. Uh, so Jordan Connor, like, to be honest with you, I mean, you're right. I mean, Jordan was, uh, to be honest with you, the most forgettable of the three for me. Okay. Like, I thought Jermaine had a lot more charisma, and I thought, I mean, so did, as much as I didn't like his charisma, so did Nico, right? Um, yeah. I didn't think Jordan, I didn't think Jordan was particularly unique. Um, like, did he have any C-U-N-T at all? I, I didn't understand. It, it was just like the safe choice, I felt. I felt it was like the safe choice. But if you look at the three... It's almost like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Like, Jermaine just sort of gave up at the lip sync and did half-hearted attempts at certain points. And then Nico, we'll get to him when we cover Nico, but was too much, right? You couldn't give it to Nico, okay? Yeah. So I think Jordan just won by default. But I didn't feel there was anything particularly unique about Jordan. Uh, Okay, next we do have Nico Tortorella. Uh, your thoughts on Nico Tortorella, uh, Lori? Uh, can I say my, the, I laughed out loud at this moment. I know it sounds really dumb, but, uh, 
like let's say let's just i'm gonna make up a name because i don't remember what his two friends what their two friends names are but at the end of the at the end of everything while they're you know before i think they get ready for the lip sync they are greeted by their friends and family so jordan is greeted by his fiance and i think his sister Mm -hmm. uh jermaine fowler is greeted by his girlfriend and nico is greeted by these two the guy and a girl and he goes, oh, it's my friends, Spencer, mm-hmm. Tracy, and Courtney. And it's like, why does the guy get a full <laughs> beginning and last name and Courtney only gets Courtney? Like, it was so weird that oh, yeah, she that just... Is weird. It was, oh, it's my friend. I, I forgot what it was, but it was like, it's my friend, Robert, Quincy, and Courtney. <laughs> why, why is Courtney just Courtney? So, just I don't know Courtney. why. I just laughed at that. I, um... Yeah, I will. Here's what again, like I will say, look, I'm not judging it based off a regular RuPaul's Drag Race, like the standards. Okay, I'm judging it based off. These are two. These are three people going into a competition that they don't really know that much about. That is kind of the guidelines, right? They're 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 celebrities. They don't really know like what it what it entails. They kind of have a gist of what the competition is about and they're going in, they're trying their best. Nico, I felt like from the get-go, all he did was talk about how he loves Drag Race. Drag Race, or they talked about, was how they love Drag Race. Drag Race saved their lives. He kept calling, they kept calling uh, RuPaul mother, which was really weird, which felt very Mike Pensy to me. Um, they, they were saying that they've done drag before, all this stuff. And I just, I felt like there was um, a little bit of um, energy of like, I didn't think it was I didn't think it was creepy. I just felt like they really 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 wanted to do a good job. You know how you always say that like Trixie Mattel whenever Trixie Mattel was on Drag Race, you were like she really really wants to win. Mm-hmm. I felt like she had trick Nico had Trixie Mattel energy where they really really wanted to win and they really really were trying their hardest and it just didn't come off as fun as I feel like Jordan or Jermaine. So. So Nico Tortorella bugged the shit out of me. Okay, and what's funny is they make it very known about their beliefs in gender fluidity and the gender is a construct and trans rights and whatnot. And I felt of the three, Nico was the most offensively uh, cis. I know he's not. He, they don't identify as you know. Oh, well, well, he is this male. Uh, he's not a trans. Wait, Nico doesn't identify as trans, does? I don't know. But it was the broy, douchey guy at your school who has to do drag. That's literally from beginning to end. Like literally, when you're talking about when the friends walked in, he's like showing his butt and telling them to stick shit inside of his butt. Okay. And then the lip sync was embarrassing. It's what like a straight drunk frat boy would do if he had a dress and drag for a frat uh, hazing event and was lip syncing to a song to express yourself in my Madonna. It's what a straight drunk frat boy would do. Uh, there was an entitlement to it. It was disgusting. He was a, they they were annoying, and uh, I wasn't here for it. It was. I was literally. It was. It made the show. This is why I'll tell you what, Lori. As much as I hate this episode, the fact that Nico Tortorella is not going to be on the next episode, I'm willing to give this celebrity drag race another chance. 
Nico Tortorella ruined the experience for me. I didn't even want to watch the screen when they were on. I think you have a little weird thing going on with Nico Tortellini. No, well, no, look. Uh, you know, I don't know what the chat room is saying. I'm not looking at it, but I'm telling you right now I'm that the majority of people agree with me. Well, here's the thing. I feel like they tried, you know, I felt like Nico Tortellini was like, you know, I think that they genuinely wanted to be there and they genuinely wanted to win and they genuinely wanted to try their hardest. Um, I don't put anything on them. He was, they were a little annoying at times, uh, but you know, I, I feel like overall, I felt like they tried. There were some genuine moments when I laughed at his, the Lucille ball. Um, I thought that the face that they did for Lucille ball, I thought was good. I thought they shockingly looked a lot like Jan, which I thought was really weird when they were in drag. I thought they looked, uh, a lot like, uh, when they put the Lucille ball stuff on, I thought, Oh, well that kind of looks like Lucille ball, but that looks a lot like Jan to be mm-hmm. honest. So, you know, I don't know. I think the thing is, is I feel like there's a lot of like pressure put on this show that they have to be all, all these things to everybody. And it's like, you're not, it's not going to happen. You're not going to like every celebrity on there. Just like you're not going to like every contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. So I don't know. I felt, I felt like everybody tried, everybody, you know, tried their best, had fun. And I I genuinely enjoyed it. So. Well, that's good. That makes it for an interesting look. If if it's just an episode where you and I just agree on everything, it's not going to be very interesting, you know? Uh, it, it, so it's good to have disagreement. Look, I'm willing to give it a second chance. Nico Tortorella, Nico Tortorella was literally a, a big turnoff for me. And Is it Tortorella? It's Tortorella. Oh, I, I keep calling I thought you were being funny him. with a tortellini. No, I keep calling. I thought it was tortellini. No. <laughs> I just realized now that I, I've, that was, that was kind of racist. Sorry, okay. guys. So, yeah. uh, anyway, so the point I'm trying to make is I'll give it another chance. We'll see. We know one of the comics on this time. And uh, maybe this, maybe the second episode experience will be a lot better. Yeah, I think it'll get better as time goes on. But also, I think it's like, you know, people just have to understand this is not RuPaul's Drag Race with, like, actual contestants who have experience and understand the full repercussions and, and history and art form that is drag. These are celebrities who are going on a show to promote their charity who are, you know, trying to, uh, you know, just kind of get a tent, get spotlights on them. And that's what it is. So I think, you know, I don't know. I just sort of like let, let it not really try not to judge it too much. And I was surprised at how much I liked it. So, All right, yeah. Very good. All right. Well, let's call it a day there. Any big final thoughts on the episode? Well, I think you just gave them. Yeah, I just gave them. Yeah, all right. We'll see you guys next week. I'm going to give it another chance. We will see. I promise it won't be as Frankenstein and disorganized. I didn't real. I, I really thought showing up that Lori had the same opinion of me and there was going to be like a 20 minute like, yeah, this sucked. So it's interesting. I will say that. Who knows? Maybe next up, next, uh, you know, I, I mean, look. Wouldn't it be funny if what next hap- week I love it and you're like, this is the worst piece of shit ever? Well, what happened with Camp Wanakiki? You mean, I mean, this is, this could be going the same route that Camp on Kiki was. Cause remember, I famously was like, I like the first episode of Camp on Kiki. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah. And I wanted to do, I was like, I'll do a recap of that season, that's the season. And then every episode after that, I was like, this is the worst. This is the worst. This is the worst. So this could easily be that. But I mean, I don't know. 
I'm trying to keep an open mind and be like, let, let it just be what it's going to be. It's just going to be, it, it, it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be for people who are real hardcore drag fans and love drag as a performance. Cause you're going to see people who don't know a lot about drag doing drag and kind of being like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? So I get that it could be frustrating, but it's just keep an open mind and just, you know, Ha- uh, watch it for what it is. Here's the problem. So uh, one of the guys in the pit crew got, I believe, coronavirus. Okay, I had a conversation with him recently. He's 100% better now. But now he's starting to agree that maybe he did have it, right? But that's why we didn't have the pit crew this season. Because he didn't even get better till like episode 5 or 6. Okay? And then we had shows backed up. And then it was by then quarantine and shit like that, right? So, but... I was there was a time where I was going to have two straight friends and they would have been good on the show and stuff come in and replace them for this season, right? And uh what happened was that I realized, oh my god, with these two guys, I would have to start all over where they're going to say the same stupid shit. Where it's going to be like, well, it look like a girl, or, well, see, they're where they put their dick, you know, and all that stupid shit. I'm like, I can't start all over again with that, you know? Um, and so I didn't do it, okay? And I feel it's going to be, at least with the one that have cis males on it, it's going to be a lot of that. Like, oh, I'm a football player, and I'm never walked in heels. It's going to be every fucking episode. And that's going to be... Yeah, but that's... That's just the experience that these people have. You can't expect everybody to to be able to fully be able to do drag as they walk in. I mean, it's it's celebrity. It's not like it's it's not it's not called drag celebrity race. It's not where no, drag but, you know, people are coming on. I haven't watched it yet, but I believe this new show on HBO, which the name has escaped me. I believe I think it's they, weird here. Um, uh, I believe they. The show is they take gay men and put them in drag for the first time. Oh, I don't know. I don't how know the... It, what, how about it's been called Dragnific? I don't even know what that is. Dragnificent? What's I that? Know, I don't know. I to, I, too many drag That's shows. on TSU. Humble, what? Humble, why? Yeah. Why you gotta? You know? I'm like, not... you're already pushing cuckoo bananas and we're trying to get that done and i got stuff going on and joe's got stuff but i just i feel like now you're pushing now you're saying mentioning dragnificent i'm just saying what would be funny she why, wants us now to start covering nascar because of drag race yeah why you gotta yeah. humble why you got all right well Lori, let's call it a day there uh guys we'll be back next week and like i said we're gonna do it i'm gonna do the hype hello ugly's outro Camp hosts her own podcast, and they're all a part of the Bloody Podcast Network. You can follow Lori Roddenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Joe Batanz is one of the hosts of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast.